Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Is it is it weird that I'm kind of like, I don't know why, but I'm sort of like blushing about talking about this for some reason. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's becoming more mainstream. Actually, I think it's 100% mainstream. And also there's a, there's so much re- research about how good it is for you. But I still, for some reason, I'm just like, I'm warm in the neck. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And the it you are referring to is microdosing, which so... Just a little bit of background for me. I am I'm just like innocent as can be when it comes to quote unquote drugs of any sort. Like I'm not a big drinker. I, you know, like marijuana and me don't really get along. My body just like actually doesn't like it and I've always been so scared to try anything else, especially psychedelics for some reason. And I, I, well, not some reason, they were highly vilified when I was growing up in like the 80s and 90s. And the government put such a spin on it and kind of buried some of the the more medicinal research about them. But I was always afraid that I'd be that person. I would do something. I'd climb up onto a roof and then like jump off and, you know, end up like really, (laughs) really hurting myself in some way. So I've really avoided exploration in any way. Um, and actually kind of felt a little judgmental about it all. If I'm, if I'm being honest, like, uh, for and I, I I don't know why I think it was just like lack of education for what this like what plant medicine can actually also, do. Also, I'd like to point out that because these have been classified as drugs, there's been just a and and you, you touched on it, but I think it's so not it's misinformation. It's just like it, you're we're deliberately we've de- deliberately been given misinformation by you know state state local and the national uh government about and, and just i think popular culture and 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 socially these narratives about what these drugs do or what they are like just this idea uh this is that is the the common threat narrative that is the 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 finger wagging narrative is like you know you do Ma- you know, magic mushrooms, they call them. And you end up like you think you believe you can fly or you you see things that aren't there. You hallucinate. And none of that is what it has anything to do with fungus, fungi or or what effect these they these things have on you. It's just like it's just typical, like puritanical bullshit as usual that's just like don't do this because they're afraid because ultimately then i don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist but there's a fear that drugs that are do have mind expanding properties i mean there are studies that show that literally some kinds of of these elements actually encourage brain growth uh 
they're all all the powers that be are worried about mind expanding drugs because they're worried that we're going to wake up to the fact that we're actually like capitalist prisoners. So that's all horseshit. We're all prisoners. <laughs> we're all prisoners. We're all robots. We're not awake. We're not conscious. And there, I mean, there's been a very big boom and movement with plant medicine. Now there are, you know, I don't, finally, but finally. I don't know. I mean, but it's almost become super trendy now because it's like, if I hear about ayahuasca retreats one more time and like people, and, and I think it's great, but there has been this, this kind of uptick in both information and usage, which is cool. Um, but again, like we talk about with with publishing, you have to do your own research and exploration and investigation about what is true, what what is propaganda, what is, you know, what is what lies have been told about it, et cetera. And, you know, I have a really good friend who has been experimenting with psychedelics for a very long time and um, got into microdosing and you know, you had started talking about that way before I even really understood everything about it or what some of the benefits could be um, for someone like me who is very much in adrenal fatigue, very much anxious, very much in fight or flight, and how that could actually help me like drop some of those things and get into my body a little bit more and actually be very healing and medicinal. But I was scared to death, like just even thinking about trying a microdose. So, and I'd love for you to talk about your journey because I feel like you're way more educated in that. Probably in the, in that specific, not maybe in plant medicine, but in that in 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 the use of psilocybin as um, I don't know a kind of a, as a in microdose like microdosed, which I think is the best way to. This is why, like, I think the advent of microdosing is so timely as socially we sort of wake up to the fact that, like, these things are good for us. These things encourage, obviously, like anything else, like, you know, eat 500 carrots and you'll probably get some kind of fucking poisoning. Um, so, you know, in mass consumption, obviously anything can be somewhat harmful. But I think, uh, you know, in in tandem with kind of like, social awareness about what these things are and how they can benefit us. I think micro, the, the, the practice of microdosing is, is becoming common at a really great time, uh, because it allows you, it allows for, for those individuals that are rightfully kind of nervous about experimentation with that, or like, um, you know, like, like anything else, like you want to understand what your threshold is. Everybody processes things different. So like, you know, you want to know like where you're at. Microdosing is such a great way to get started because it really is just like a very little bit, uh, to, and what it encourages, I mean, responses can range and it all depends on how you take it. Maybe you take it capsulized, maybe you take it in a tea. Um, maybe you have just like, you know, a little bit of you know, dried, dried cap. I know like people kind of get into that. Um, it allows you to kind of like see what, what its properties are, what, uh, what it elicits in you. And I would say in large part that I, I benefited greatly from prolonged periods of microdosing. Um, and you know, I think it's something that you can do for a day. It's something that you can do for a number of days. And it's something that a lot of people have found great benefit in, 
in doing for, for period, like as, as a daily practice, like they take it like the same way they might take like a magnesium or D vitamin. And they found that it really helps with things like stress, anxiety. And as I mentioned before, there are studies that prove that it encourages brain growth. It, 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 it affects your, your kind of perception of, of the world around you, which uh, I don't particularly see what the problem is with that. I think that's probably a, a great, uh, a great advantage. Well, and I think a lot of people think it's addictive, like, oh God, it's like alcohol or, or, you know, something else. Right. And it's well, not. Because it's, it's a quote unquote drug. Right. It's a drug. But, but like, also we talk about, I mean, and this is like a conversation for another day, but we talk about like things that are addictive and the same people that are like, I would never do mushrooms. It's addictive as they sit on their phone oh, for nine hours oh a day. And it's like, okay, let's talk about addiction again. Let's, let's talk about like how many Amazon orders oh, are, you know, are, are queued up in your cart. Like, let's, let's just like, let's open up the conversation about addiction and say that anything is ultimately addictive. Anything that releases dopamine in your body ultimately can become something that you want all the time. And, and that's true. And that's why I say like starting with a, with a microdose, starting with something like very nominal, almost, almost like hilariously. So I think is, is the best way to do it. I had never done, I had never taken psilocybin before. And I was on a trip to Australia in 2019, 2019, fall of 2019, I think. And I had a friend there, a couple friends down there who were very, who not only grew their own, grew, dried, and encapsulated cap their own. Um, and I started with just like little nibbles off a dried, dried cap and then moved on to like capsule versions of it. But just taking like very little and, and just building up slightly, nothing that I, that I, I wasn't, but I noticed after a period of time that the regulation of my mood, my temperament, my anxiety level, my stress level normalized to a degree that after after a couple of weeks of microdosing, it was so noticeable to me, it was almost shocking. Like I was almost shocked by how chill that I had become. Well, let's talk about in capsule form because I feel like that's a very popular, you know, easy thing to access for a lot of people. But what is a true microdose amount? Um, that's a great question. So there are actually a lot of capsule recipes and this is like you know unfortunately this goes right in line with everything else like whoever you're either getting the cap trust whoever you're getting the capsules from or do your research and do your due diligence and make your own um and there are a lot of like different recipes um for a capsule that might include um you know more more of the silo itself. Um, there's also other elements that you can grind in uh, with the contents of a capsule that would um, that have a tendency to kind of maybe mitigate or 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 neutralize some of the effects of the psilocybin. Um, so it all kind of de depends. And like once again, this is something that you can easily find online. You can easily go online and find various recipes for microdosage capsules that 
and and then experiment um e- experiment with with the contents typically i think like there's like a i think there's like a two and a half gram rule with with the actual silo itself oh shit. that that is for uh a set of like 24 capsules so it's a very little bit in each yeah i was um so when i started doing my research about this or thinking like hey this might be something that i i want to try i listened to several podcasts from people that i trust um one of them being Lacey phillips with the expanded podcast who's been i mean she is the purest person when it comes to like what she puts in her body um no caffeine no processed foods you know all of that so she was really skeptical and had this amazing um, therapist on who facilitates microdosing for people. And I actually reached out to the therapist afterward and we're like, um, and told her, I'm very curious in the, about this. Like, I actually have someone locally where I can access this and just asked her a bunch of questions. And so she was saying, you know, 0.1 gram is like, a true microdose, but I was like, okay. And so when I got my, I I do the capsules. Um, when I got mine, it was actually 0.25. And because I have never done anything like that before, my friend was like, you need to just open a capsule, dust some on your finger and, and just try that. And so I did that for a few times and felt absolutely nothing. And not that I was, you know, again, a lot of people think like, you're going to go on this, you're, on this big trip or something's going to happen. And you were, when you were microdosing, you were highly functional. Like Alex will, will do a a capsule and go do jujitsu or, you know, have a, we, we had a birthday party for our daughter, which was the first time that he had, um, tried one, like a full capsule. And he, was he is the best version of himself when he is microdosing because it strips away the ego. He is joyful. He is light. It's not like drinking or doing anything like that. It is, you know, he explained it like it was just like this hug that kind of came in. And I was like, huh. So I decided to finally, you know, when I had a chill day, because things always affect me differently. If someone says like, this is how it's supposed to affect you, it's usually the opposite for me. So I was still a little nervous and tried to create a, you know, environment where I felt good. And, and so I took a whole capsule, you know, and like an hour later, I was like, I don't feel anything. And then it just again, it crept in. It like exactly like Alex said, it was just like, like a hug of, I mean, I don't even know it. It just was enjoyable. And then I immediately started texting you for like this epic back and forth text chain that we had that was just like, for me, it just dropped me into like thinking about life and, you know, philosophizing and doing all this crazy shit and talking about crazy stuff. And and it just, I don't know, I just felt very calm. And so for me, you know, and I'm not doing it. I know several people who do it three days a week. They'll do three days on, four days off. Um, and I haven't gotten to that point yet, actually. I, quite frankly, I just forget about it. But I'm I'm so curious because I've gotten some information recently for, from some holistic practitioners that I see that like my adrenal system is just tanked. I mean, it is trashed. I am, I, I I say it all the time that I'm in fight or flight, but I actually am. And it's really affecting other, other body parts and systems. And 
communications <laughs> within my body. So um, I'm doing some like pretty intensive nervous system work. And I think by adding the addition of, of this microdose, it, it will only be a benefit. And I think, you know, some people are just, I've been talking about it with a lot of people. And, and like you said, at the beginning of this podcast, it gets a little like, ah, because it's like talking about sex, we haven't normalized it. And it's, it's something that is positive. It's something that can be pleasurable and helpful and medicinal. And I think it's really important to realize that you can be an intelligent, <laughs> driven, productive person and experiment with plant medicine. And it doesn't mean you're, you know, whatever the stereotype is of doing any sort of well, drug. Well, I think we I think we do the same thing with stuff like therapy. You know, we always sure. what we do with with things like this, what you know, things that we catalog as opiates or things that we we catalog that we catalog them based on something being wrong. We're using them because something is is wrong. And all right, uh, I think uh, a lot of um, the use of, use of silo is a result because the world around us right now is uh, insane and everything is very demanding and we live in fight or flight mode when we shouldn't have to. Um, so I, I think it helps in that way. But like I, I think of, I always think of uh, I th pretty early on in my, my, in my, my kind of like first and, and kind of abbreviated experience with, with prolonged use of psilocybin. I, I always thought of it as the encouragement of greater awareness as a person who no, has I such a that. difficult time, not either dwelling on the past or fretting about the future. It was the very thing that helped me helped drop me right into the present. And I think that, you know, we obviously we seem to have no problem doing that with, with chemical prescription drugs and feeding the coffers of, and, and this is, these are highly evolved, highly intricate, highly complex elements of the natural world that you can grow on your own. I mean, and also there's there's a lot of like great content to watch, like you know, like documentaries like Fantastic Fungi, uh, Have a Good Trip, Know Your Mushrooms, How to Change Your Mind, outstanding book and and uh, movie as well. Like everything, like all these other things, just gets this bad. It, it gets a bad rap because of a lack of probably understanding about it or an unwillingness to understand it. And I mean, I was very, very guilty of that for most of my life. Like the fact that I could have been exploring my consciousness, becoming more aware, becoming more engaged um, in my body and mind, instead of just filling my mind with garbage or numbing myself out to cert with certain things, with other things that, that get me no closer to figuring out like who I am and what I want. I mean, I, f I feel like... In many ways, at 40, I'm just now waking up to the possibility of, of going deeper and understanding and expanding consciousness on so many different levels, which is really, really exciting to well, me. Well, and the great, the um, great pursuit of Silo, I think, um, and it's been talked about a lot, and you just mentioned it also with Alex, is, uh, and what, what I crave is that it, you know, potentially leads to ego death. Oh, ego death, like gone. I mean, that's what's so, and Alex does not have, he is not egotistical at all. In fact, I think he, he, 
needs to pay more attention to his own ego. But but we all have but egos, but the ego domi- do. can dominate. You know, it, it can control the choices that we make and how we perceive things and how we respond to things. And exactly. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and he, you know, on a daily basis, can be very bothered by daily tasks and get highly overwhelmed. And we're really diving into human energy design, which we are going to go into depth on this podcast. It is the single thing that has quite frankly blown up like any, any and all issues that we have within our household or within our marriage. Like it is just leading to a new understanding um, of who we are as individuals and how to like interact. But um, with microdosing for Alex, like he is just not bothered. He's not annoyed. He's he's up. He is up beat and up regulated. Whereas with his human energy design, we're learning that he is actually a very non-energy being, um, which can be construed as like lazy or, you know, just tired or moody, but he's someone who needs a lot of rest. He is not supposed to work a ton. Um, all all things that in the Western world are like frowned upon, you know what I mean? But, but I think microdosing and then also going down this rabbit hole of human energy design is allowing him to feel empowered and who he is and, and thinking through what's going to ultimately lead him to a better mind and expanded consciousness as well. So it's, I think it's thrilling and exciting and, I, it bums me out because every day I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And I like I honestly just forget. I forget to take it because we have it and I forget to take it. But like for you, you kind of did it longer term and you you noticed such obvious changes. Um, what like how come you've kind of tapered off or don't because you don't really microdose anymore, do you or currently? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um and, you know, I, I mean, a lot of it, like, uh, I think, you know, the, like, obviously there's some, as as more state governments kind of, like, realize better legality and better regulation around it, I, I, I didn't do it for a long time or did it very ra- rarely or had, had a hold of it very rarely because I was very deliberate about where it would come from. Um, and then I decided at some point that I was, you know, potentially going to start ex- experimenting with growing my own and wanted to have a better understanding of, um, fungi itself. Um, so I think that I've really been in more of a period of, uh, of learning and research and trying to like really understand it, um, so that I can better, so that I could potentially better like use it to, feel better to use it as a kind of therapy. Well, Um, and I love that you said that because so many people, again, making that switch between like, how can you take plant medicine and, you know, like you're doing it to feel better. So you're going to get addicted to that thing. And then, and it's not like that. It's, it's such a different non-addictive experience. Um, Whereas like, 
coffee. I mean, I can't, I will tell myself like, I'm not having coffee today. And I feel like shit if I don't have coffee. You like, go, first you go into withdrawal. You do. You go into withdrawal. And, and the, but like, I, I think viewing it as medicine and I think it I is love medicine. It continuing to refer it as, as plant medicine. And I think like, like anything else, like any other nutrient or any other supplement, like I think view it as that, like, you know, you can get vitamin D toxicity. Vitamin D is really good for you, but you can you can take too much of it. Yes, you could also take too much psilocybin, but uh, a little bit of psilocybin and some elements like it, um, I think I think can really dramatically help to kind of ease very 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 addled brains. Yes, and. Who doesn't have an addled brain? We all do. In That's the year the thing. 2022. I mean, in the year of Satan, 2022, uh, the year. So, 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 yeah. I think, I think, I think everything's moving in the right right direction for a kind of you know paradigm shift about how this stuff is is perceived and how it's viewed and the, and the role it plays. Like same with marijuana. I mean, you know, we're not even there yet, but I think the the, the kind of um, shifts that have happened in our in how we deal with marijuana is 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 nothing but good um, and it, and it you know it, it, it makes it regulated it gets it regulated so that there's not some you know and I hate to be t- totally stereotypical but some like you know people m- you know people making tons of money off this by dealing it on the street and 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 we don't then we don't have enough regulation on like what is what's in what's in it or what it's composed of or what kind of harm it can potentially do. Oh God. So for sure. So I think I think we're we're way moving in the right direction. And if if we if you or me or we can encourage people to kind of change their 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 understanding and their their perception about it, um, I think I think that's all the better because it is it is a proper benefit. A Absolutely. Proper benefit. And there are a lot of books out there around it. There are a lot of resources. We can drop some in the show notes. Um, there is a current documentary series on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind, which dives into this and the science behind it and how it affects your brain and just the history and how it did become very, very vilified. Um, not in the beginning, actually. It was it was used as medicine. Then that all changed. And now it's kind of coming back around again. So, you know, it's if, if you're curious at all, like starting with some very accessible resources, um, I think it, it's a great place to start. Everybody go get high. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. But you're not. That's I'm just the kidding. Thing. I'm it's joking. Not- <laughs> Guys, that we, we have children it. that listen to that. We have adolescents that listen to this podcast. So I'm we have worst. to be respectable. I'm oh, my worst. God. Go change your mind. How about that? Is that better? Go change your mind. Great. Yes. Until next week. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.